Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone, this is Helena, Helena Steinhornstein as usual, calling from Miami, and um, I have uh, experienced, I think, the first day of wonderful weather since I came with me. It means something like 70 degrees. And for the first time, we can open our windows and let the wind blow through, and it's so nice, so wonderful. I have someone with me today, and I think uh, she's going to be a wonderful guest. I know she's going to be a wonderful guest. For me, she has... Uh, so much to say because it's a subject I'm very, very interested in, and that is our environment. And not only our plants and trees around us and how long they're going to live, but for how long we are going to live and what we are doing to our bodies. And uh, I have Kathy uh, Lloydolt with me. Right. Uh, Kathy, hello, Kathy. (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And Kathy has written a book called Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living. And uh, what she has to say is just more than just having a book, because this is something that concerns all of us. And what happened? How come that you got interested in our diet and our environment and deodorants and and pesticides and, and whatever is out there? How come you started with that, Kathy? Well, I was eating like most Americans. They call it the sta- the SAD, the standard American diet. I ate junk food, and pr- it was for me it was calories and how fast could I get it and taste. That's what mattered. But my brother-in-law, about eight years ago, died of brain cancer, and my sister and I started doing research and realized it was related to the foods we were eating. And my kids at the time had immune system issues and and behavior issues, typical American things. And when we changed our diet, everything in the house changed. All those issues went away. And so I got so excited I had to tell everybody about it help them do the same thing. And we just spoke about it before the show, you and I, that what has happened since we were small, you know. I remember giving uh, birthday parties, or when I was little, of course, that was a longer time ago, but I was (laughs) giving birthday parties for my daughter, who is now a mother herself, and no one at that time even said, oh, you know, my daughter is allergic to that, or my son cannot have that. Now that we give birthday parties, we get long lists from parents saying, this is not what you can have, and we cannot have this, and my daughter will not know it, or she knows, but you cannot show this on the table because of her allergies. And what has happened? Yes, what has happened in the meantime? Right, what is different? Has, because people have not changed dramatically have the, so has the food changed that's my take on it what are we doing to our foods that causes us to have all these pesticides and and when I, I speak in the high schools and middle schools around here and around the u.s and when i ask them do you all know anyone who has cancer everyone in the room raises their hand almost every yeah. time but yeah. when we were children that's not a word we used we didn't talk about that it in was, school we didn't have I people we think knew. that's right i didn't know anyone Yes, I remember one woman who had cancer, but she was kind of sickly anyway, and she was not very happy in her marriage and whatever it was. But, you know, it was not going around like it is now. Right, and it was not common. And it it isn't as much when I think about it, and and, um, 
I haven't done the research on this piece, but when I look at who I know get, is getting cancer and the, your listeners can think about it for themselves, it's more my generation, the 40, 50, 60-year-olds, than it is the 70, 80-year-olds. It's more those of us that grew up after the Industrial Revolution in the 40s when the FDA changed what they are doing and how they look at food and they allowed poisons to be put in our system. It's those of us who grew up on that that are really being affected by cancer and other illnesses. Yeah, yeah, it is terrible. And I was uh, just thinking about it this morning. I may have a little bit of an odd breakfast habit. <laughs> I eat <laughs> steamed vegetables. <laughs> good but for I feel you. really good on that. And um, yes. it keeps me through the day. If I have that at 8 o'clock, I'm good to about 3.30 without That's feeling amazing. hungry. And right, one right, of I the vegetables, a... yeah, sorry, uh, and one of the vegetables I really like a lot of, uh, is broccoli. And uh, yeah. when I have this in Europe, you know, it's fine. It, it smells good when I cook it or, or steam it. And I sit down and I have it and it's absolutely delicious. Then I come back here and I steam the the, the broccoli and it smells bad. It smells like eggs, you know. Yeah. And then I eat it, and you have no idea how many times I've thrown away different makes of broccoli because it has not tasted right. And right. now, of course, I'm back to organic everything. And right. now my broccoli tastes wonderful. But then I'm looking behind there, uh, you know, where it comes from, and I see the broccoli comes from China. And hello, China. <laughs> yeah, right, so China and all the things going on there, yes. They yeah. say right now we shouldn't be eating the coins from China, the candy coins that we shouldn't be eating from Halloween because yeah. of the, something coming oh, from China. See. Right, there are now the or, big, yeah, organic. The, what does that mean uh, to you? you you're, specialized, you're a specialist in, in you know, these things. What does it mean when something is organic? When something's organic, it means that they have... They have verified they can't use any, um, they have to use sustainable practices and they can't use any um, human waste, petroleum products, or inorganic material to fertilize their fields. So, so isn't that amazing that they would use, they would use, they call it sewage. I nickname that human waste. They actually would use sewage in non-organic food to fertilize our fields. It's possible for them to do that. But if you're growing organic, you can't use those things. And the government will come in and check the farm and then they will check the process throughout the throughout the whole link, all the way to the store, till you get it, and make sure everybody's handling it, and and using organic processes to to manage it to get it to the store to you. Because even after it leaves the field, they will spray it with a deionizer or radiation to to make tomatoes grow red, get red after they've picked them. They will do those kinds of things in non-organic food. So in organic food, they can't do anything along the whole process that is not a natural process and not um, an organic item. They can't use any petroleum or anything that's unnatural. And they will spray fruits and vegetables, sorry, 11 to 15 times uh, before they will, before we see them. It's not once or twice. It's getting deep into the, the food we're eating. That's so terrible. You know, I cannot imagine. And you see these apples in the supermarket, particularly in, in America where you really have a great uh, right. idea for presentation. It should look nice. And you have these yes. shiny apples. And I know apples are not shiny that way when they grow on trees. What right. do you know what they do with the apples? They they put a waxy substance on them, and the wax substance actually makes it last longer. And that seems desirable. When I before when I ate the standard American diet, I prefer you know I wanted food that would last a long time so it wouldn't go bad on my shelf. But food should break down; it should go bad. Our bodies were designed to eat food, not chemicals. I have had actually a, a thing of French fries in my pantry 
for three years, and they look exactly the same, roughly the same as the day I bought them, so much so that when I speak to groups, they eat them almost half the time that I set out those French fries to show them how, how they have not broken down. Food should yeah. break down so we can use it, so we can stay healthy and have beautiful skin and, and, and not gain weight. Yeah, no, this is very true, and I notice I eat anything, you know, I like, and people will say, oh, you eat so much, and, and how come you're so slender? And I say, well, you know, I just watch what I eat and how I eat it. You know, we shouldn't walk around and, and eat those bags of chips or whatever. We should sit down and eat something proper. <laughs> right, right. And when, people, when, when you say, um, I watch what I eat, people probably think you mean you watch calories. But you and I no, don't, I don't watch, care. Yes. No. no, same here. We don't watch calories at our house, and no <laughs> one has a weight issue. We, we watch the, the, we want the good fats, we want natural foods, we want things that will make us feel better. And I, I, um, I'm 47 years old, and I truly am losing wrinkles. They, uh, my face is having fewer wrinkles than it did seven years ago. I went and saw a friend last week. I hadn't seen her in five years. She said, how come you don't have as many wrinkles as you used to <laughs> five years oh, ago? Really? <laughs> yes, I mean, how fun is that? And it's from eating the natural foods. It's, you know, life is sort of an experiment, and we might as well experiment and see what eating healthy might do for us because eating bad is obviously not giving us good results. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, we have what we call health foods like soy. Uh, right. How about that? Is that good or bad for you in general? I don't recommend soy, and I don't use it for our house. Soy um, is a phytoestrogen, and phytoestrogens cause your body to produce estrogen, Estrogen overload is kind of commonly known that it causes breast cancer. So, and we are getting estrogen um, producers in our body everywhere we turn, and we're getting soy. You can you read the ingredients on your food if your if your listeners read the ingredients, you will find that soy is in so many crackers and chips and cereals, and things and soups and things you didn't realize it's in all the protein bars and all the protein drinks and all that stuff. But it's in hidden in so many more foods. Anytime you see soy you're getting an estrogen added to your body, and, and your body doesn't need extra estrogen. Our, our world is overloaded with estrogen producers. What about older women who, who might need estrogen? Right, so women, in, so, so women who have passed menopause would want to get natural soy products. They would want to not have the processed soy but get the edamame and then the, the soy that is not um, processed. That's the way they eat it in Japan, and that's why they have less, less health issues than we have. It's, they're eating a different soy than we're eating. And um, other things that cause you to produce estrogen are things um, like the candles in your home. If they're petroleum products, and 99% of them are, if they're not beeswax or soy, some of them are soy, um, then they're causing your body to produce estrogen. New carpet, new furniture, the plastic bags we use, the plastic containers, all the plastic um, bottles we drink out of, all of those things are causing your body to produce estrogen. And you can start to see why. When, and we love these conveniences, but when we have all this many, then our bodies would become overloaded and you'd end up with breast cancer in some cases. Wow, you know, that's scary what you say. So what did you right. do to your family uh, in the beginning when you started them off on, on new diets? How, how, did, know, you, how did you I do started, it? What did you give yeah. them? <laughs> right, and we are very picky eaters. I have four kids. They're now 19, 16, 13, and 10, and, and very picky eaters, and so am I actually. And I started out with, you know what? I love you too much to poison you anymore. Now that I'm aware of this, I can't do it. And one of my children actually was allergic to wheat, corn, and dairy. And we got him off that and onto spelt and those kinds of things. And then we just started eating natural foods. And at first they just looked at me in shock. And we, and we literally just went, we ate all the food that we were enjoying in the pantry, all that junk. We ate it. And we said, this is the last time we're going to have this stuff in our house. 
And then we went over, we went over just about 100%. And the changes were amazing. My child who was borderline ADD, ADHD, those issues went away. He quit needing to be in the principal's office. He quit having temper tantrums. It, it was phenomenal, the changes in our house. I quit yelling at the children. It, it just was unbelievable. And then within a month or three months, depending on the child, they bought into it, and they, they started making it their own thing. They started to see the results for themselves. It did not take long. It was amazing. Uh, it's so amazing to hear this, uh, particularly with the the, uh, the the child with his problem, that it worked so well. What, right. What do you feel was causing this for him particularly? Was it the preservatives or the food coloring, or was there any particular thing in the food that you felt was causing right. it for him? Right. Very good question. A lot of people, I think for him it was the color dyes. We took all of them off sugar, and that takes your child off color dyes. And when we did that, you actually crash first because your body is addicted to this stuff. So we crashed mm-hmm. for about five days. We were exhausted. But we, but we were sticking with it. I am one stubborn person, and we, we stuck with it. They couldn't talk me out of it. Yes, yes, you have to be. I, I just couldn't, have, I couldn't see myself poisoning them anymore. That's literally what I was doing without knowing it. And, and, and I hate to accuse all of us of doing that, but that, that is what we are unknowingly doing to ourselves. So um, with him, I think it was the colored eyes. There's um, research done by Dr. Feingold. He did research on over 1,200 children, and he found that half of them that had ADD or ADHD were allergic to color dyes, and it aggravated their symptoms. And I think that's the case with my son. And when we took him off the sugar, it took him off just about all color dyes, and then you'll find color dyes in bread and some other foods that you wouldn't suspect it in. And we took him off that. He changed completely. One day I said, you know what, to that child, I said, you know, since we eat healthy, you guys are easier to get along with. And he looked at me and he said, well, so are you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So it changed everything in the house. It was it was a dramatic change for us, and it will it will be amazing to people who try it too. And, so that's part uh, of why I did the book. I, it's hard to do it, and so I put it in phases. I said, you know, take this phase, just switch from vegetable oil to olive oil, and the book goes through phases and and makes it easy and gives lots of suggestions. That's good. Where can people get Shopper's Guide to a Healthy Living? To healthy the easiest living. place, to, yeah, right. Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living. The easiest place to get it is online. Um, my website, Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living with no apostrophe, and it's a long title, so they might want to write that down. So it's Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living, and if your readers, or if your listeners, sorry, if your listeners yeah. go on my website um, in the next 24 hours, they can subscribe for free to my Healthy Hint of the Week. They just click on the Contact Me um, section. I'll leave that open, and then it will it will um, let me know, and I'll put them on my distribution list, and every week I send out a little healthy hint that just reminds them, you know, Watch out for these names because MSG comes under 12 different names or even more. And watch out for these names for MSG, and it gives little ideas every week on how to help your family. Uh, is the website called Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living? It is. It's, that's the exact title, and so no, you know, no spaces and no apostrophe. Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living dot com. And um, one of the things I really recommend now, I didn't do this for my children at first, but now we went back and did this. At, now that we've been eating well for a while, I went back and gave them three things. Tell me three things you want to keep that are very important to you. And I recommend that people do that for their children because it gives the child a win. You know, they feel like they're in control. So you pick, sweetheart, you pick the three most important things to you, and I won't make you give up those foods, even if it's one I want you to give up. We'll wait and we'll give that up later when you see some of these results. So even if it's soda, I'll let them keep sodas. We will slow down on how many we have, but, you know, let them keep those for a while. And then later they'll see how good they feel when they eat healthy, and then they'll start giving those up too. Yeah. I think that uh, I don't it. know if you know it, but I'm a medical intuitive, and yes. uh, I see many times that people should change their diets, and I tell them so too. And and 
I check I can check like what they cannot handle if it's coffee and sugar and and the, and right. the cupcake with it. They won't leave it. They say no. That's why I came to you. I want you to make me well. <laughs> uh, right. But they don't want to change their lifestyle. Right. And, and, and we're paying the price for that. Up. Yes. And uh, so you have to, you know, there is no free lunch to get well. You know, you really right. have to make an effort sometimes. And right. I've had that it. problem myself uh, way back when I couldn't understand why I was so sick. And was just that everyone thought, oh, she has too good a life, and you know, with a big yacht and the big house and the limo and everything, they felt, oh, she's bored. Well, of course, I was bored too, but that wasn't my right. problem at the time. And I went to doctors. This was long before I was doing uh, what I'm doing. Yeah, and uh, and doctors, oh, take some medication. I said, no, no, I cannot handle that. And they said, oh, we have Valium. Take Valium. And I said, I took it once when my previous husband died and almost killed me. And then they didn't know what to do. So they just thought I was someone who imagined that she was not well. Mm -hmm. But then I heard a TV show where some movie star had not been able to. Actually, he had my symptoms exactly the same. And it was all in the diet. And, of course, I got on to someone who knew all about diets, and that particular one diet that changed my life was just to take, to have a balanced diet with one right. from different colors and one from above the ground and below the ground and everything. It was the hardest right. thing, but I worked at it, and I wouldn't have been sitting here today if I hadn't done that diet. Right. And I, I had cleaned up my that. act, you know, with yeah, the I diet. Yeah. I had the same kind of thing. I really think I would have cancer by now if I hadn't switched. I truly, my husband would make himself some chicken, and I would open a box of cookies and sit with him and have dinner, My mine being a box of cookies. I, I ate, like you're talking about, I ate what tasted good, and I figured if I was going to have the calories, it was going to taste good to me. So it was, when I fasted, if I fasted from chocolate, I literally could not think of something to eat because everything I ate had chocolate in it. And you, yeah. and you usually are sort of, um, you're addicted to what you're allergic to. So it is difficult to give up some of our favorite foods. And those foods have MSG and they have flavor enhancers and we literally have numbed our taste buds and we don't, we don't crave those vegetables anymore. But boy, after you've been off those, those processed foods for about a month, you will be amazed. You will, you will think about going to a restaurant and then you'll say, no, you know, I want to go home and have a salad, an organic salad. That's what really tastes good. Your body is craving it, but we have ignored those signals for so long we don't even hear it anymore. It just is, you know, it's absolutely phenomenal. The changes, you don't even have to work hard to lose weight or look good or feel good. I have nonstop energy, as you can hear. <laughs> yes. and, and so do I. People cannot believe I have this energy because I really yeah. have a tight schedule uh, with travel, lots of travel, and have no jet lag. But it's because I watch my diet. Yes, there are yeah. days when I feel, oh, now I want to have a beer and pretzels. You know? Right, but, right. And then you have it and you don't feel guilty. You know, just enjoy yeah, it. That's right. I have yeah. it and I enjoy it, but I don't do it on day after day. Right. You know, and the that's thing the is just to have it and feel sick from that because you really don't feel good afterwards, but you have enjoyed the pleasure of enjoying it. Yes, because <laughs> yes, like my husband says, darn it, those foods taste good, don't they? The typical yes. American foods, they taste great. So, mm. so I'm with you. That's what I do, and that's what I recommend people do is 
enjoy those foods, but enjoy them a little at a time instead of as your daily intake. Your, your body needs these, reg, these healthy foods, these organic fruits and vegetables and, and things from the earth. And then later, treat yourself to these, I call them cheats. Go out and cheat and celebrate how well you're doing. And if you need to cheat once a day to start, cheat once a day. And then try to get it to every other day. And then every third day. You know, if you don't want to go cold turkey because that doesn't work for you, then go the other way. And it, it, it's just unbelievable how good you can feel, isn't it? Uh, that's true. I see there's a caller here from area code uh, 954, which is Broward in uh, Florida. I connect and see if they're Great. in there. Hello. Okay. There's a caller. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is Naima. Hi, Naima. Okay, hello, Dad. We are. Uh, do you have a question for uh, our guest, Kathy? Um, I think I missed the first part of it. But she was had she gotten to the point where the um, uh, pieces pieces that you put in the dryer are toxic in some way. Oh, yes, oh, yes that's what we had in the announcement, and that's a good question yes. about detergents and, and, and those dryer sheets. Yes, oh. very good question. So, and those are some of those common things that, that we don't even realize we're using every day that are causing. They, they actually have been accused of causing cancer. The National Institute of Health and Human Services has reported that formaldehyde has, causes cancer, and those dryer sheets are causing your body to produce formaldehyde, so they are causing cancer because they contain wow. things that cause you to make formaldehyde. And I have a friend who's a, a radiation oncologist. She's a cancer doctor. And she saw me when I was doing all these things. You know, I didn't realize all these things. I was putting a dryer sheet in, and she said, don't do that. That is in my medical journal that that causes cancer. So it's being really? reported. Yes, it's being reported that it causes cancer. And I just couldn't believe that America doesn't know, that all of America doesn't know. And that's when I went crazy and started telling everybody how important this is, that Things we're doing daily, and you can see how your body would just become overwhelmed when almost everything we do has some kind of poison because it smells good or it tastes good or it feels good, yeah. and those are the things, the, fault, the imitation things that have been added, the process that are causing issues in our bodies. And really course, good question. You put your underwear and things in those dryers with those sheets, and it's, uh, right. it, it, it hits your body. It's terrible. You know, they right. should, should have big warning labels on those uh, packs but of course right. they wouldn't right. because they no, would and, their and, business. right and the fda says well you know just that little bit just that little bit here and there that's not enough to cause cancer well over 70 years every meal you eat everything you put on your body when those things are adding up you're going to end up overloaded and have your organs start to shut down and you know your liver can only process so much it was built to process apples and oranges and and bananas and you know vegetables and not um, chips and pretzels and, you know, these, these hormones and these antibiotics in the meat. Our bodies were made and we're not following the directions, sort of. You know, we know what it was built to do. That's the way it used to be. And, and we're, we've changed things and now we're paying the price. Now, um, what about... I'm a great advocate. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a great advocate of all of what you're talking about, but that was something that was uh, really out from left field that that was a problem. And likewise, the, the deodorant. So I've been right. for over... Here's the, an advocate of the diet that you're talking about. So thank you for the input. That's I appreciate great. it. And don't uh, you thank feel you great? Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. And she's thank right you. about deodorants, too. So deodorants have aluminum in them, and aluminum, most people know, contributes to Alzheimer's. And then they also have propylene glycol, which is antifreeze, and it's, those things are plugging our pores, and our bodies were designed to sweat and to, and to release these these um, poisons out of our body through our sweat, and when we plug those pores up and then add things like aluminum to them, 
then we're getting all kinds of issues in our bodies. We're, we're adding in propylene glycol, antifreeze, and um, and parabens, and um, the, the aluminum. It's just a, all these, all different things. Shampoos, you read the list, and EDTA and sodium lauryl sulfate, color dyes, um, which will irritate people with ADD, even through your shampoos, you know? Wow. Uh, what what should we use? What kind of soap should we use? And what kind of shampoo should we use? And, right, and, that's what. And what yeah. kind of deodorant should we use? There's so many good brands. There's there's Kiss My Face. There's Nature's Gate. There's Tom's. And and so and and people would ask me, could you take me shopping? Could you show me what you buy? Because I don't want to spend four dollars on something and have it not work. You know, I want to know what works. Yeah. So I went through, and, and the back of the book will have lists of our favorites that we have for shampoos and deodorants and laundry soap and, and regular soap and all those things because you literally get in that shower and you open your pores and you're putting all these things inside, and, and, and you know from your stuff with health that it soaks right into your bloodstream just like the patch soaks into your bloodstream. You know, these things, are, they're not staying on top. They're going right in, and they're, they're really impacting our health. So, um, so that's where... Um, the easiest place to find that is in my book, but things like Kiss My Face are very good and Nature's Gate and Tom's, um, those are very good brands, and most of those I really enjoy. And you just, when I shower with good soap, I get out and I'm, there's no, none of that sticky. At one time the shower shut off on me, so I had to dry off without rinsing, and no yeah. sticky feeling, no sticky feeling. Yeah. They're just more pure products, and, and they're available even in the Walmarts today. They have a whole section of personal care products that are organic. It's changing everywhere, and uh, even our, in our regular supermarkets, I think just about everywhere do they have the organic foods. And I think right. we should all start to, to, to buy more of it just for our own good health. Right. So, but right. so many people won't because it's so expensive. Right, and, and so that's a little of the research I did too. I looked at my grocery bill for the last uh, seven years, and I, and I added that up, and then I looked at what it was after we started eating well, and it was um, only about 10% higher because each product you buy will be higher, and that includes buying now my deodorant shampoos in the store where I buy my groceries because I buy them at the health food stores. Um, yeah. but, but each product will be a little higher. You know, to buy organic eggs is more expensive than to buy regular eggs. But when you look at your overall grocery bill, you actually start saving money because you're not buying the processed foods. You're not buying those diet one-pack meals. You know, you're, you're not buying a lot of foods that are processed. You're spending more time cutting and chopping. But, boy, I'd rather do that than end up taking my child or my husband down for cancer appointments, you know. Yeah. So it's a trade-off. And, and it really you find easy ways, and the book has a lot of suggestions on easy ways to get this all done. So, so uh, uh, we should be more careful about those so-called beauty products. Right, right, like um, there's lead in lipsticks, and they don't have to tell you what's in those things. No, there are... and your lipstick is terrible. You know, it has the lead in it. I had, you know, it's odd that so many things that um, I say is because of my own experience. And sometimes yeah. I wonder, do I have to be a guinea pig for everything? <laughs> because <laughs> I, I started yeah. to have symptoms like, wow, I was believing I was losing my memory or my mind at one point. Oh. And then, again, through my intuition, I just heard that little voice, you have too much metal in the body. And I oh. went for a test for mercury and metal, and they said I was just off the chart. Wow. I was so full of mercury and metal, and it was through probably <clears throat> the makeup, I mean the lipstick right. and the deodorant right. and everything else, and I changed all that. Right. But, but, uh, and I had to de detox myself also. 
And I recommend that to everyone I who lives too. in the yeah. city. I do too. I, I recommend. Um, I do detoxes. Oh gosh, I'm always on some cleanse. My friends tease me. What cleanse are you on now? <laughs> because, but in my theory, we have spent. I spent 40 years dirtying up my filters, my my liver and my kidneys and my yeah. lymph system. So I plan on spending the next 20 or 30 cleaning them out until I get, you know, until I feel like there. I, you know, now maybe I'm even, but I. But we really. We really need to get back to cleaning those things out. And there are, there are boxes of, you know, first cleanse, one is called, in the health food stores. You can just buy those, and it's pills you take. There are some that are hard. You know, we've done those ones where you can't eat and you drink all this icky-tasting stuff. But there are first easy ones, too. First for what, for liver cleansing? Y- yeah, some of the liver cleanses, have you done those where you drink the olive oil and lemon? Yes, and, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> and that's really tough on the system, I mean, tough on you. Yes, but it's it hard, works. but it feels good. It does. Every time yeah. you, I do one, don't you? I feel better after every single cleanse. Yeah. It goes up a notch, yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing what we can do for ourselves. It, but but, a, but the, man, the manufacturers of these products are not going to tell us this because what they're concerned with is us buying their product. They're not worried about whether we're getting sick or whether our kids have ADD or whether we feel depressed. They're not worried about those things. They're worried about whether they're making money. So it's, it's up to us to figure out what's really wrong with these things. So. I mean, women can, antidepressants are another issue. We, I, I'm not sure that should ever be needed <laughs> if we had gotten enough omega-3 oils, you know, from the beginning. If we'd gotten those for 40 years, would we really need these omega-3s or these um, yeah. antidepressants, you know? I have met uh, families or women who have been in charge of their families, and uh, they have told me, oh, yes, I do the really good diet and so on, and I feel so good about doing that, but I don't feel good. Anyway, you know, what yeah. what is wrong? And then, you know, I find out that they are drinking Coca-Cola and Diet Coke. And how can you do that to your system when you're eating the organic vegetables and, and everything else? Oh, bingo. And we think we're addicted, and we think we're <laughs> drinking diet soda to lose weight, but when I personally went off diet soda, you know, in my 20s, and, and I've read reports of people go off diet soda, you lose, they say, between 5 and 19, 19 or 20 pounds. I lost 5 pounds just by going off diet soda because you're holding water because of, and, you're, and you're craving other, these other foods. They leave you craving more. When you, you know, when we eat these healthy foods, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with what I ate, and I don't need more. I don't even crave dessert anymore, and dessert was all I ate before. Yeah. No, you don't feel you want dessert anymore after you've had a good meal, a good balanced right. meal. Right, Plus, did you, you ever, I never thought that work. Right, you could right. sit I down and work right afterwards. Yes, have you, you just feel that? refreshed. Yes, you just feel refreshed. You don't have to sit down and, and rest and digest and um, because it was made to go through your body. It, wait, um, I suggest people look for quick processed foods, not not processed, foods that will quickly exit your body. So So things that will get out of your body quickly, white flour and white sugar are going to get stuck in your intestinal tract and they're going to cause you to be constipated and to not feel good and to feel sluggish. But fruits and vegetables are quick exit foods. They're going to get in and out and your body's going to feel better. But at first, did you notice you felt a little hungrier after just a salad? You felt like you needed something else too. But then later your body becomes, it it just appreciates what you're doing and, and it gets used to being fed right and you don't need those things afterwards. And if you do, you have them. Have a whole grain something afterwards instead of white flour. Yeah. So when uh, we now wake up in the morning and we are going to take our shower, it's not necessarily good water that we're getting. 
Right, right. I, um, and, and I like to. Yeah, and I'm referring to this country because here it's chlorinated. I mean, you, it, you, you right. smell like a swimming pool <laughs> when you stand you in the shower. Yes. Yes, you do. And, and you're breathing those and you're putting that chlorine on your body and um, it's soaking right in. And what should we do? So um, I recommend that people get a filter. You can get them um, online and you can get them at health food stores. It's about $35 for a filter to go in your shower, uh, in your shower head, and it, and it filters through those chemicals. I have put one in my whole house, and that's about $1,300. But I just wanted all the faucets to have the right water coming through, and it actually protects your pipes a little bit. My husband's a builder, so that's how he agreed to doing it. Because at the time we were doing that, he had not fully bought into all this, and I was you know, going hog wild to getting all, us all cleaned up. And he did it because it helped the house. But he, now he loves the feeling that we have, that, that we, we actually get along better as a family because we're yeah. eating well. And we're, yes, and we're doing it, the right things with the shower and stuff. You bring harmony into your system, and, of course, once you have harmony in your system, you send out harmony. Right, right. It's that sim- right. simple. And yes, I have uh, one... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No. One thing I've noticed is that when people are becoming more spiritual, and I, I regard myself as spiritual, but more mm-hmm. and more people now are regarding themselves as spiritual, then you don't handle food the same way you need a more refined type of food you get more sensitive to bad so-called bad and unhealthy food Mm -hmm. and also nowadays we have a new type of babies coming in they are more uh, they call them indigo and crystal children or whatever but they are very sensitive children from the start spiritually and those children cannot handle the same type of food as their grandparents could handle, for instance. That makes sense. That makes sense. And this is through my own research that I've noticed that this is the case. And also when people come to me the first time, they are like regular people. (laughs) And then they go through the meditations and everything and in a workshop, and they, they, they come out more spiritual and more aware it goes with the spirituality but also they do not handle junk food the same way they just have to stop the junk food so actually this is the way how they begin to feel better right it's like their body becomes in touch with what it needs yeah Um, yeah Mm -hmm. like like my um my 10 year old when she was um young real young she was in and out of the hospital for breathing issues a good 10 15 times easily and a couple times I thought I would lose her because her throat would close up. Every time she got a cold, she got croup, and we had to go in for breathing issues. But now she's been on this diet for seven years, and it's unbelievable the change in her health. It's unbelievable how healthy her hair looks and how her skin color has changed and, and how she performs better in her sports. It's, it's absolutely been amazing. It went, she went from being sort of a sensitive child from early on to, to being much more rugged physically and emotionally. Yeah. In fact, Could it's tell me how you... Yeah, sorry. Could you tell me how you feed your family starting with breakfast and go so through the day? I'm sure people out there would love to know. Sure. For breakfast this morning and most mornings they will have, um, and I, I think variety is a great thing, but my kids get in a habit and they like it. So so for breakfast they will have a spelt grain waffle, which um, I actually grind the grain, and there's instructions in the book, and it sounds difficult, but it is not very difficult. So I grind the grain, and, and we make spelt flour waffles with the spelt ground flour and flax and walnut oil and a little bit of honey to make them brown up and sea salt and aluminum-free baking powder 
and I think that's it in there. And then um, and then they'll have those. And um, what I don't like about that is that I am making them on a waffle maker, and that has Teflon. I'm trying to get away from that. So sometimes I'll do the pancakes with the same mix in a in a good fry pan. And then they'll have Sounds delicious um, though. Sounds wonderful. It, they they're very good. They they just love them. And then they'll have a green drink. We call it. It's a vegetable drink. And there are some. Um, recommendations I, I have for people that they're just, they taste fantastic. They taste so good, my kids ask for them. And, and they taste so good at first, I told them, you know, I can't give you that. It can't be good for you. It tastes too sweet. It's sweetened with uh, stevia, which, which is a plant. So it's very, very natural sweetening. It's got blue-green algae and seaweed and kale and kelp and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. It's amazing what's in this thing. So they drink a little of that, and they, they'll take a few supplements um, because still I just think we, we were behind the eight ball so bad that we're still supplementing ourselves. And um, and then for lunch, I'll pack them, and it takes about 30 minutes to pack four lunches, so it doesn't take real long. I will pack them. They'll get strawberries, and one, one of the girls will get a salad, and then my son will get a sandwich that's made from that same spelt bread that I grind, and um, a hormone-free turkey and, and you know organic lettuce in there and that kind of stuff. And then they'll have a vitamin water or a, a, just a good water like Aquafina. And then for dinner, we'll have – tonight we'll probably have um, – we don't do, I don't like to do red meat a lot, but my husband loves it, so – we have free-range beef, and we'll have free-range steaks tonight probably and some organic broccoli and um, a salad. And, and we just love it. And then one of my pickiest child will have noodles that are brown rice noodles, um, and they're mm-hmm. very good. In fact, we had white noodles the other day at a friend's house, and she said, Mommy, I don't like those. I like our brown rice noodles. And she was a <laughs> – so, uh, it's really amazing how tasty these foods are. They're, they're delicious, and even when we have guests over and we share these foods, they love them. Then I have some that don't taste quite like guests love either. But a lot of our foods are just delicious. They they just love our foods. Yeah. You know, so what the, if you have a dinner party? What do you serve your your guests? Then I would serve um, a salsa, you know, an organic salsa with some chips and for appetizer, and maybe some goat cheese and crackers. And then we'll usually do um, a chicken, hormone-free chicken, maybe some barbecue. Um, and if you barbecue, we'll put olive oil on it before so that it and let that soak in a little bit so that. We don't get the the grill, you know, the black stuff on it, and um, and the barbecue issues. Or we'll bake that, and we'll bake it with um with an organic barbecue sauce and some onions on it, and and some brown rice. Um, and it's just fantastic. And then and then if we feel like it, and it's people that don't eat like we do, then we'll have a dessert. We'll have a cookie, you know, or whatever we feel like for dessert. Like if we're doing birthday parties at our house, because we do celebrate everybody's birthday, but we don't waste our sugar on a piece of cake because for us that's not good enough. We will have our favorite brownie with ice cream on it for that child's dessert, you know, for for the birthday. We'll all have that because I'm not going to waste my time. I do like sweets still, but I'm not going to waste my time on something that's average. I'm going to make sure it's one I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, I have real trouble just even looking at are those uh, birthday cakes you buy at the supermarket with that sprained on plaster yeah. white sugar or whatever it is. And yeah. uh, I think this is unique for America also to have anything like that. And people actually yeah. eat it, which is to my incredible amazement. <laughs> right. And the color dies on the top of that thing. And, and, yes. and they're just not that good. You know, to all of our children, they're like, no, I do not want that. If I get to have a sugar for my birthday... I don't want that cake. I want to go to, you know, they'll go to Cold Stone or, you know, they'll pick something that is their favorite. And we've treated them and we have not wasted our sugar on something, you know, that was not important to us. Yeah. So I don't recommend anybody. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, nothing. I was uh, talking about cakes. In Sweden, we have what we call sandwich cake. So we have nice bread, you know, whatever, if it's homemade bread or whatever. And we layer that with 
with vegetables and mm. some kind of mayonnaise or whatever, but it works very, very well, and it has, you know, it it doesn't make you sick like the sugar can make you sick. Right, right, and if and some right, and sometimes if we're needing a sweet, we'll have even we have this raspberry tea that's um, got magnesium in it, and it tastes delicious, and we'll have something like that, a, a little sweet tea. And even my children will enjoy it. And they are not tea drinkers of the normal tea bags, but there are some very sweet teas out there that that they enjoy that are that are healthy for them, and they don't even know they're getting something healthy. So, yeah. and, and and microwave popcorn is a is a snack we used to like in this house, and now we make popcorn, you know, with the oil in the pan, just like we did when we were children, and and they love it. And and when I first did it, they were bouncing up and down. They didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll have visitors over, and they'll say, how, if we can't have microwave popcorn, how are we going to eat popcorn? They just, you know, American children today don't even know there's another way. That's true. That's true. I hope everything is going to change out there for us all uh, with the uh, more awareness of food and what is happening and how how even the animals are treated uh, when it comes to, you know, the red meat. Yes, uh, yes, yes. It's so shocking out there and, and uh, of course I'm a vegetarian so I don't have that right. uh, feeling about uh, you know I have to have red meat but once right. upon a time when I did eat meat uh, and I didn't eat meat for several days I had that craving you know for meat yeah and uh, it, it which you have you know if if you're an alcoholic and you don't get your alcohol you have the same craving very but good then, point yeah, it, it's a poison. It's something that is not necessarily right for you and not yeah. for everyone. I was very sensitive. I had a blood sensitivity, or I should call it allergy to red meat. And there are people out there today who don't know they have it. I almost right. died because uh, I was eating a lot of red meat at one point, and I was getting weaker and weaker, and then the doctor said, oh. have more red meat, you know. <laughs> oh, and I said, you need protein. More, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have more meat, you know, and I had meat, and I got sicker and sicker. I could eventually not get out of bed. Wow. And no one could understand what was wrong with me. I was getting so weak, I couldn't lift my hand. And they came and gave me all kinds of shots, and uh, then I say that in my lectures, I had this vision of an angel appearing in front of me saying I should change my diet and stop wow. with the meat. And this was wow. not for me. And I stopped. And, you know, from then, that day on, it changed because wow. my body was without that poison from that day on. Right. And that's in my, in my book, in my thought process, is rather biblically based. It's you know, get back to the way we were meant to eat. Um, and uh, I really think there are people whose blood is meant to eat meat, perhaps, and not. You know, there's one yeah. guy's theory mm-hmm. um, that it, you, different blood types need different things. And, and I certainly don't crave meat. If I feel like having a bite, I'll have a bite of someone's, but I won't do a whole steak. But my husband craves it, and he, and he seems to have more energy from it. So there, yeah. there very well could be different types. And it is good to experiment and cut yes. those things out, because I do think we get addicted to what we might not be, you know, what we might be poisoned by. Yeah, it's very, very true. We are different uh, in every way. Each individual is different from the other one, and that uh, should also be represented in our diets. And right. men are different from women, again. We have different cravings even with foods. And once you get deeper and deeper into this with diet and food, you notice so much more that's absolutely amazing. And you have done such a terrific thing 
uh, in helping your family getting well, but not only your family, but everyone. Can you tell us your name of the book again? Can we get it at Amazon.com or in our bookstores? Right. right, and in fact, when you go to the website, it takes you to Amazon to order it. Um, it's called Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living. I'm working on changing the name so it'll be shorter, but right now it's called Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living. Um, and it's Shopper's Guide to Healthy, Healthy Living.com, no apostrophe in the shopper's. And um, it is available in some smaller um, health food stores, and we're working on getting it in Whole Foods because it literally is a guide to taking you through Whole Foods in those stores. So I, I, li- I um, consult people and I teach them to shop in these stores to look for here. This is, you know, this almond milk tastes fantastic. If you're going to have coffee, and I try to stay away from coffee, but if you're going to have organic coffee, instead of those creamers, you can try almond milk. You know, we'll go through and do those suggestions, and, and it's really yeah. fun. So, yeah. It's just so I, important. I would love that book. I think everyone should buy that book <laughs> because uh, it, it's something that is good for us. You know, books yes. can be entertaining and they can be informative, but your book is, you know, good for us. Thank you. And it's intentionally short. It takes three or four hours to read the whole thing. So, And it has recipes in the back like that waffle mm-hmm. recipe and different simple healthy food recipes and, and tear out shopping lists to take with you to the store so you can remember, start buying these things and stop buying these things for phase one. You know, same thing for phase two, yeah. three, four, and five. So um, I wrote it to be good for the busy American because most of us don't have time to go do the things you and I love to do with figuring out all these, you know, what's in our food and what's better for us. So I try to make it easy for busy people who are busy, big families. Yeah, and uh, canola oil, um, is that something you want to talk about uh, because uh, it's something we are told, oh, you have to have canola oil. Right. What's so right. special sounds, about canola? It sounds so healthy. Um, and canola is actually a combined word. It comes from Canada and um, oil, and, and, it, and it's, it's actually a modified plant. From the, It comes from the rapeseed plant, and that name alone makes me not want to eat it. But So it's a genetically modified plant, and it's very oily, and that's why they make an oil out of it. But when they process canola oil, that's bad enough as genetically modified. But when they process that oil or any vegetable oil, the manufacturers heat it up to a very high degree. And when you do that and you use those oils in your food, your body will create free radicals. It will cause free radicals in your body. Free radicals cause your cells to mutate, and that causes things like cancer, arthritis, those kinds of things. But very often that's what leads to cancer is these mutations of these free radicals in our body. So we want to try to stay away from all vegetable oils, including canola oil, even though the manufacturer tells us that it's healthy because, of course, they want us to think that it's healthy, just like the soy manufacturers and the dairy and, and the meat industry is doing. Um, so, so we want to try, and the high fructose corn syrup is lately doing, right? So we want to try to stay away from regular vegetable oils and canola oil and use cold processed oils like um, olive oil and walnut oil. Walnut oil is expeller pressed, and that's a cold process. And olive oil, if you buy the first cold, first cold press, then it's cold processed and you don't get the free radical impact. And boy, are they good for your skin. Mm. Olive oil and walnut oil, they're so good for your skin. Walnut oil. Kind of, well, yeah. Uh, I was in Northern Africa for a longer period of time. And what we used to, on the beach to protect ourselves from the sun was um, uh, olive oil and lemon mixed together. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's and right. this was the original, what people have been doing there for a, forever. And yeah. um, this was not a tourist place. This was, for, you know, the locals. So yeah. they put that together, the olive oil and the lemon juice, and they put it on their bodies. And, you know, then you walked and rinsed off the, the surplus, you know, in the, in the yeah. water and got back. 
my skin has never been so good as it was at that time. It was just yeah. smooth and beautiful. And, of course, you tanned in a way that was absolutely fantastic. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to try that. I will use olive oil on my skin, on my legs, and um, even in the morning after the shower, I will put olive oil on or even um, sometimes almond oil or coconut oil, and then I'll put on my jeans right away. Now, I'm in Colorado where it's pretty dry, but I don't have that oily residue on my skin. I'm getting, I'm aging, so my skin is getting drier, but not. Um, but it's amazing how good that feels on your skin. It's it's you know it's what's meant to be. It's it's a natural plant. It's not been changed much because it's cold processed. And and um, I think women will be amazed if they do do a little experiment with themselves if they eat things like walnut oil and salmon, which is a very oily fish, and have olive oil and those kinds of things. Eat those at night. And see how good your eyes look in the morning. See how little puffiness you have or how your wrinkles look slightly better the next day. Yeah. And then on the day when you don't feel like eating healthy and, you, and you're already having junk food, look in the mirror the next day after having junk and processed foods and see how puffy your eyes look and how you have a few more wrinkles. You can literally see the change little by little every day. I, I love the days. And it's most days when I wake up and say, I look a little better than I did yesterday. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> it's just very encouraging. And I, I recommend people experiment in a healthy way with themselves with those kinds of things. Yeah. And uh, for uh, sometimes I've heard hairdressers who have told their clients to put olive oil or pack their hair in olive oil for a mm-hmm. few hours and just let it stay on. Is that good? Right. I've heard that too, and I have been meaning to try that um, because I've noticed as we age, um, most American women's hair gets dull. My guess is yours is still shiny, and mine is still shiny at 47. Um, but most of my friends have a they have a rather dull hair now, and and I think it comes from overload of processed foods. And so you start getting back to those healthy foods, and you get the shinier hair. And I would imagine that olive oil is a good thing. I'm I'm get, planning on trying that soon. So uh, well, it's from the old days when there wasn't much else to use, and uh, right. I, I believe in nature has given us, you know, certain gifts to use. Right. Um, right. Of course, uh, now that's right. <laughs> but of course, nature gave us sugar too. But sugar isn't that good for us, is it? Or is it just the, the processed sugar? The processed sugar is worse, but um, but still, a lot of people recommend you stay away from the honeys also um sugars tend to make your body lower its immune system so if you get a cold and you look back four or five days you can almost always trace it down to a day you had high intake of sugar and or white flour so right after halloween that's coming up now the um, people can look back and three or four days later there's going to be a lot of people have colds because we had high intake of of white flour and white sugar and it it literally lowers your immune system so when you do that you want to make sure you're you're eating garlic to boost your immune system, and you're taking a lot of vitamin C that helps counteract some of that sugar intake. So, but you will, but literally, sugar is is lowering our immune systems. Yeah. So we try to. It, it 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 makes sense actually that uh, it it's not good for us somehow. Yes, and, and you it's give sugar give you that... to your pets is not good. They get really right. sick. They can die even. Right, so, and then well, and this the sugar gives you that rise, and then you crash. And that's yeah. just no fun. It's easier to have a nice, healthy, all-the-time energy. Uh, now, what about if we get sick in one way or the other and we need to take Tylenol or, or uh, some other medication? Shall we do that or shall we do something else? You know, we um, at home, we, we my, my, someone offered my daughter a Tylenol the other day and um, she didn't even really know what it was. She was my 10-year-old. I don't know. Um, so we don't use it even with a family of six. We don't use Tylenol, haven't in years. 
Um, I couldn't even find it one time. I was looking to find it for someone else. And um, So one of the things we'll use if someone does get a cold, because, you know, you do let yourself get run down on occasion, um, is peppermint oil. And you can put a few drops in some boiling water, steaming water, and then breathe in those, those uh, vapors. And it's unbelievable. It opens up the airways, and it actually kills bacteria, and it helps you breathe better. And then you know, we do that right before they go to bed, and then we'll take – um, when they were young, I would rub olive oil first on their chest and then peppermint oil because the peppermint oil definitely tingles. And at first it would startle them and they thought it was going to burn, but now they're used to it. So we just rub peppermint oil straight on their chest now. But at first it was olive oil and then peppermint oil. And all through the night you breathe in the peppermint oil and it opens up your airway and it, it helps prevent the stuffy nose that a lot of people get at night. So you can literally do that every night if you get that stuffy nose in the middle of the night that a lot of us get from probably from dust mites or whatever it is. But yeah. Um, Are there different kinds of peppermint oil that we should get? Uh, I'm sure yeah, I never looked for it in the store myself, but sometimes you know they have different kinds, uh, and I don't know if they have with the peppermint oil. But do they? Yes, they do, and and that's a very good question because there I have noticed a difference in uh, I I my favorite is the now it's N O W now it comes in a little brown bottle about three inches high and about an inch wide, and it's in the supplement section. There'll be a whole row of of um, these little brown bottles with the yellow label. That's the now. It's almost always with a lo- yellow label. Sometimes it has a purple label, but the NOW, it's a great um, great brand. Some of them are not as strong, and I really like the now myself. And you can use it for headaches. You can rub it on your temple or the back of your neck or for muscle aches. I mean, it's unbelievable. We don't even need Tylenol for muscle aches. It's so nice to have a natural product that's not adding another poison to our internal organs, you know. Yeah. Um, I use another oil uh, for anything my whole family uses is, and that is Sun Breeze made by Sun Rider. And okay. uh, it, it seems to be good for just about anything if people get a toothache uh, and they put it, just rub it in on their cheek. Uh, yeah. The toothache will go away. <laughs> yeah, same thing with peppermint oil. You can rub it right on the cheek and it's, it's so the same thin. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Awesome. And tea good. tree oil would do the same, but peppermint smells better yeah. to me. I like smelling like a candy cane than tea tree oil. I'm not sure what yeah. that one smells like, but um, yeah, and, it's and amazing. And that is strong. Yes, there are lots of little healthy things that we could do. And right. uh, I am a little scared of taking any medication myself. Uh, so right. if I, I get like a cold, which I hardly ever get, but sometimes right. I get one. Uh, very, very seldom, once in 20 years or something. But yeah. then I will have some red wine, actually, a little warmed-up red wine with a really good dinner and go to bed. And, you wow. know, then have some nice, good food for the next couple of days, and that takes it over pretty quickly. On the- That's great, yeah. yeah. Yes, and we'll use garlic. We'll um, snip the ends off a clove of garlic and put it in the child's cheek or whoever, but even children can do this. And yes. they'll suck on That's that for very a while. good, too, yes. yes. And these are old household remedies that uh, we have had. I know my father, he used onions, raw onions and garlic for any kind mm-hmm. of cold as well. And uh, those colds yes. didn't stay long. No, they don't stay long. They, uh, garlic, I've read, actually beats penicillin in some tests. I don't recommend you use it for strep, um, but it does actually really do a good job of boosting the immune system and killing off bacteria. It's amazing. So of course, if you have too much garlic, it will you will smell not through your mouth yes. but through your pores. <laughs> right, right, right. But when I'm sick, you know, I just I'm gonna if I'm gonna be home anyway, I, or I would I just as soon smell than get sick for me. So I tend yeah. to take it at night. And and for me now, because I'm willing to put up with more, 
I will just chew raw garlic when I can feel something coming on and, you know, something might show, a cold might show up or something. I'll chew mm-hmm. a clove of raw garlic and then go to bed so that no one has to smell my breath. And then, yeah. um, and usually I never get that cold. Yeah. How long does the smell from your breath stay after your husband would know, wouldn't he? Yes, <laughs> he would. After you've eaten that raw yes. piece of garlic. <laughs> right, because I don't think it lasts long at all, but <laughs> it's probably um, an hour or two, but I, I'm um, unaware. I haven't noticed people backing up much after that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I might not be sensitive enough to that. <laughs> And the old-fashioned chicken soup is actually very, very good to take. Right. You know, I make fantastic, I don't eat chicken, but uh, I make fantastic healthy chicken soup with everything in it. And I say about potatoes, throw in potatoes with the skins on and let it cook down and make it a couple of generations of potatoes in that soup. It makes a very thick, wonderful, healthy broth. But potatoes, again, in, in America, and um, half of the people listening to this show are outside of America, so they don't know. But the potatoes in this country are big and wonderful looking, but they don't taste anything. They right, taste right, like nothing. flat, yes. Right. Yeah. If you eat potatoes like in Scandinavia, they're absolutely delicious. You have a little butter with that, and it's fantastic as a meal in itself with a salad. Wow. That's great. I'm going to have to go over there. <laughs> you have to go and get some. <laughs> and, and potatoes and other things where we eat the skin of, a lot of experts recommend that we buy, we make sure we buy those organic. In fact, they say, um, I believe it's Consumer Reports says, if you're not going to eat thing, things like strawberries, raspberries, potatoes, bell peppers, um, apples and peaches, those kinds of things, the grapes that you eat the skin of, if you're not going to eat it organic, don't eat it at all. That There are so many pesticides soaked yeah. into the that product and you're getting it right in the skin that you you really should avoid those at all costs and then things like watermelon and bananas you know when we're trying to save money those things are just no one seems to worry about those quite as much you know pineapple and the things with the thicker skins nobody seems quite as concerned but the ones where you're eating the skin like a potato we want to be very careful yes so well, we have only two minutes left. This has been wonderful, at least for me, and I know everyone out there who's been listening and will be listening really through the it. archives have had a wonderfully informative time. Great. I have really we'll, enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And I'd love you to come back, you know, again some other time. I would love that because you know there's even more to cover. It's, it's overwhelming the amount, and, and it's not to be negative. We can be positive and just control what we can control. You know? Yes. So um, I have really enjoyed it. Good. Thank you so much. I would love to have a a book, and I can give the address because it's an official address to Activale Institute, P.O. Box 7054, Miami Beach, Florida, 33154. Again, Activale Institute. P.O. Box 7054, Miami Beach, Florida, just FL, 33154. United States. I will send you one. I will, yes, I will send I will you one. Love and your to have it. Can, yes, and your readers can get that free healthy hint if they go on in the website, healthy, Shopper's Guide to Healthy Living, in the next 24 hours, they can get a free healthy hint every week. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, you have a okay, great well, day. Have a wonderful day, and uh, again, 
thank you for being on the show with me today. Thank you, Helena. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, and be back with us soon. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. And again, Bye. this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein with Our Wondrous World, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.